That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It's Wednesday. I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you're having a very good start or end to your day, depending on time, of course, you are tuning in. Plenty to talk about today. Um, obviously, we're getting slap bang towards transfer season now, so I think a lot of these videos for the next month or so, I imagine, are going to be pretty dominated by transfer talk. We've got uh, Lee Dykes, the Brentford technical director, giving out a bit of a warning, not just to Arsenal, but any club interested in signing Ivan Tony. Uh, so we'll just look at what he's had to say, discuss that. I'll talk about Eddie Nketiah and uh, Arsenal's need to keep him. But um, certainly we'll talk about his future because it's been up for debate a little bit. People are talking about potentially selling Eddie to raise money to bring in another striker in January. I'll talk about that, have my say on that. I've got lots of your sort of questions and comments replying to what I was talking about yesterday with Dominic Solanke and other sort of stuff. We'll look ahead a little bit to Liverpool. And it's four years to the day since Mikel Arteta was in, was appointed. So we'll, uh, we'll go over that as well, what a journey it's been. And look, if you're looking for a last minute Christmas present, of course, no better place to look and to read in terms of what's gone on at Arsenal since Mikel Arteta arrived in the four years, then a book written by yours truly, uh, Revolution, The Rise of Arteta, the Sunday Times bestseller, is out now. And if you can still order it and get it in time for Christmas, it could well be the perfect Christmas gift for any Arsenal fan around the planet. So, yeah, the link to buy that is in the description below as well. OK, let's get started, shall we? We'll talk about Ivan Tony. Now, Lee Dykes, the technical director at Brentford, has been speaking to Brentford's official website about lots of topics ahead of the January transfer window. And Ivan Tony, of course, came up. He's now only about a month away from returning from his ban after failing uh, or breaching the Premier League's doping rules. He is back training now with Brentford in a bid to get fit for when he uh, returns. And Lee Dykes has been talking about it. He says, I'm so excited for Ivan to come back because I see him out there in training and he is some player. It looks like he's never been away. There's a real ambition from him and I can see in his eyes that he's going to be better than he's ever been. I really believe that will be the case. Yes, 
there will be lots of interest in Ivan in January. Naturally, there should be. He was the third highest Premier League goal scorer last season. One of them, Harry Kane, has gone to Germany now. So he's up there with the best strikers in the division. He's in the top five in the world, in my opinion. So there should be interest. And maybe the time comes very shortly that Ivan moves on to another club. But they will have to pay a decent transfer fee to acquire his services because he is some talent. So a very pretty blatant warning there, public warning to anyone sniffing around Ivan Tony, whether that be in January or in the summer, that if you're going to buy him, you are going to have to spend big. Now, obviously, there's been talk about loan deals with Brentford for Ivan Tony, which I've never really understood why they would that would be something they would even remotely consider it just doesn't make any sense from a business side of things surely why would you loan Ivan Tony out I just don't get it um especially for the second half of the season when you just lost Brian and Bomo to injury as well it just you know if you're going to get rid of him in January then surely it just has to be for big big money and uh the fact here that you say that he thinks he's one of the top five strikers in the world I mean that's just a clear message isn't it if you want to if you want to sign Ivan Tony you're going to have to spend big it doesn't matter about his contract situation He's that important to us. We value him as one of the best strikers in the world. So you are not going to get Ivan Tony out of us uh, for anything cheap. So, yeah, an interesting one. Look, I do think, and I've said it before, I just, I, I don't see a world where Ivan Tony, where Arsenal can afford Ivan Tony in January. It's impossible for me to rule it out. Of course, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of Arsenal's finances and how it works and where they are in terms of FFP and, you know, what scope they have to, to do something in that regard. But I just, I can't, unless they make a really significant sale or two really significant sales in January to fund that type of deal, I just really struggle to see how it might well be possible. So, uh, and obviously, look, I don't think this, the, these comments from Dykes is aimed purely at Arsenal, it's aimed at anyone looking for Tony. But yeah, it's a very strong warning. And I'd be, I'd be very surprised if Arsenal can get close to the, to the figure in January that, Brentford would want to tempt them into doing business for someone as uh, important to them as Tony, especially, as I said, on the back of him, Buemo now being injured for, for a couple of months. Uh, Brentford are going to really struggle to score goals. I think, I suppose, there's a caveat to that is if there's any season where you're going to do something like that, if a bid does come in, it's probably this season because you're pretty safe in the knowledge that you're not going to go down. You're not going to get dragged into a relegation scrap because there's much plenty worse teams in the league than Brentford, even with Ivan Tony gone, even with Mbwemo injured, they'll have enough to comfortably uh, finish far higher than third from bottom or fourth from bottom. So um, in a way, yeah, they're probably looking at it and think, well, maybe it is doable, but I'd still be very, very surprised. Okay, on to Nketiah then, who has been, lots of people have been talking, I mean, I see all the comments that I get for for videos I do or on social media all about Eddie and He's still just a very divisive figure, I think, within the fan base. I'm just really surprised at how many people were so willing just to sell Eddie Nketiah in January. It's like, just get rid of him, get some money in for him and buy someone else. I don't think Arsenal are in a position to be able to do that, really. I mean, obviously, if a huge bid came in for Eddie, then maybe that would be something that you would consider. You, you think, I mean, there's very, you've got the untouchables in this squad, but there's probably, I don't know, Saliba, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli. Jesus, Rice, obviously, as like the absolute untouchables in the squad. And then there's others who, as much as Arsenal were just like, you're not, they're not for sale. If a huge bid came in, then they would probably consider it. And I imagine Eddie and Ketia falls into that bracket. Um, but I still think he's a really useful player. And I, I am surprised at how many people are so desperate, seem so desperate for Arsenal just to cash in on Eddie, get him out and bring someone else in. So like, A, you don't know if that person who comes in is going to make an impact, is going to settle in the Premier League. It's not, you know, 
top, top players get signed, come over here and struggle. There's no guarantees or anything. I spoke about in yesterday's video. Um, and even if a striker does come in in January, I still think there's space for all three of them. I think if you're getting rid of one to bring in another, I still think that leaves Arsenal short when it comes to the forward line. I think they need three. I think they need three options. And you've got Nketiah, who's your penalty area type striker, finisher, the smaller, more nimble guy, that sort of thing. Although he has vastly improved when it comes to link-up play and hold-up play. You've got Jesus, who's the all-action, all-round player, can you know, play in the penalty area, can play all out wide and just, you know, causes chaos, as Mikel Arteta likes to say. So you've got those two options, but then I think you need a big, more physical option, like a Tony, like a, I don't know, Solanke, who we spoke about yesterday, or, your, you know, your dream sign-in of someone like Osimhen, who can come in and do that sort of stuff. So I think there's a need for all three. I don't, I just don't, when I look at Arsenal's squad and I look at how they need to improve and how they need to go one step further to become, you know, the very, very best that there is, I don't think it's a case of moving one on and getting one out into the striker. I think it's adding another striker and another option for them to be able to use. And I think Eddie still has a really key part to play in this team and in this squad going forward. And I just don't, I, I'm just kind of surprised at how many people are so desperate to kind of see him, see him moved on. It just, yeah, it does surprise me a little bit, I have to say. But let me know what you guys think, of course, in the comments below. I've had lots of you getting in touch when it comes to strikers and what I was talking about yesterday and Dominic Solanke. I've just brought up a few different um, uh, a few different examples of them here. See, so, uh, DRUP 2013 is that drop 2013 says, if Arteta wants Solanke, then I'm all in for him. Steven says, I would sooner sign Solanke than Tony. I think he would score a bucket full of goals at Arsenal. If Arteta and Eddie rate him, then that's good enough for me. White, Ramsdale, Havertz, all moaned, but all successful for Arsenal. Uh, D-Man8473 says, I says I personally think if we sign Solanke, that will have to be one of the worst signings in recent times. We are finally at a level now where we are potentially, potentially a few pieces away in our jigsaw to win something big. We've been crying out for a striker for years. Solanke will be so underwhelming, to say the least. And Matt says, what are you talking about, Charles? A few weeks hitting the back of the net and Solanke's the next best, best thing. His strike rate just isn't good enough for a Champions League club. Not even an upgrade on Nketiah. Save the money for Osimhen. I'm not sure when you say, what are you talking about, Charles? I didn't say yesterday that I thought that Solanke was the next best thing and that Arsenal should sign him. I just said if they did, I wouldn't be totally against it because I actually think he's a decent player. Um, and But I, I caveat that by saying, do I think he's a game changer? Probably not. Um, I'm just saying that I think he's a fairly decent player. So, I mean, that's a real example there of how Solanke splits opinion. I mean, most people split opinion in football. That's what football's about. It's all about opinions. And very rarely do you have somewhere everything agrees. But it's, yeah, it's a very sort of, it's an interesting one One here from, uh, I'm not sure how you how you say this one. It's like Mura Benkar 595 says, Charles pampering another sub-average English player. Colour me surprised, lol. Would Bayern, Real Madrid, City, PSG go for Solanke? Big fat no, only average and sub-average clubs go for him a i'm not pampering another sub english player i'm just saying i think he's a good player and i don't in fact i don't even think he's a good player i know he's a good player um and when you say would Bayern, real madrid city psg go for Solanke? well i don't know but real madrid have signed hosselu who let's face it is not great but they still signed him and added him to their squad psg signed tuba moting from stoke a few years ago and then he went to buy munich and he's still at Bayern munich i think so, you know, these sort of clubs do sign those sort of players who fill the squad and provide a sort of valuable squad piece um, in their in their mix going forward. So I, I don't think it's necessarily that they wouldn't sign that sort of player. These Those clubs do sign those sort of players that I'm sure their fan bases at the time when they're signed, they're like, what on earth are we signing him for? So it does happen. 
Um, and I'm not pampering another sub-English player. I'm just saying I, th I think he's a good player because I know he's a good player because I watch him and he's a good player. There's no doubt about it. You don't do what he's doing for Bournemouth right now if he's not a good player and he's really, really talented. And I think if he does go to another club, a bigger club, I think he'll do very, very well there. Should Is that going to be Arsenal? I don't know. Should it be Arsenal? He wouldn't be my first choice. He certainly wouldn't be my first choice. I'm just saying if he did arrive, I don't think it would be the worst signings. It wouldn't surprise me if he went on and did very good things for Arsenal because I do think he's a good player. But just my opinion, as always. So thank you very much, everyone, for getting in touch and sharing your opinions with me. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, here's one from Little Mousy. He says, people are acting like we'd be getting Solanke as our main striker. He'd obviously be eyeing Ketty a replacement. Again, I'm not sure if he'd be a replacement. I think there's room for two more strikers. Uh, he's better than Ketia, so that's not a problem. We are not going to be getting our superstar main striker in January when we're close to breaching FFP rules. People need to stop deluding themselves into thinking something like Osman in January is possible without major, major January sales. Even Tony isn't likely to be impossible in January unless Brentford accepts another loan-to-buy deal like with Raya. I'd be perfectly fine with Solanke as an Nketiah replacement, although £50 million is a bit steep for that, unless we get a similar price from Nketiah to Palace or Brentford. Or one of them. I thought this was quite a good comment, uh, quite a realistic comment as well um, from you. But I can't. If Arsenal were to sign a striker, say a Solanke in January, I can't see that they would then end up signing Osimhen as well uh, a few months later in the summer. I think if they do sign a striker now, that'd probably be it in terms of a striker for a few for a few windows. And that's why I don't think it should be a case of getting one out and bringing one in with Inketia and and a replacement. I think it should be Inketia should stay. And, a and another striker should come in to add to the squad. But thank you very much for your comment there, Little Mousy. OK, four years since Mikel Arteta arrived at a club. What an unbelievable journey that has been. There you can see 20th of December 2019, the club announcement. Mikel Arteta joining as our new head coach. I remember that day very, very well. Traipsing up to London in the morning, uh, no, in the afternoon to get up to the Emirates for Mikel Arteta's press conference, his unveiling press conference when he walked in delivered a brilliant speech, a brilliant sort of opening monologue, if you want to call it that, um, then took some questions from us journalists in the room and it was just a really, really impressive debut performance from Arteta. I remember walking out that, first of all, as a fan, <laughs> thinking, yeah, that was good. I'm quite excited about what he's going to bring. Everything he said on that first day was what you kind of wanted to hear in, in terms of it. You, you looked at him and thought he knows what it's going to take to sort this club out and to get this club going, get back towards the best. Um, 
you know, there's no guarantees again. You know, I didn't know for certain he was going to do that, but I certainly came away on that first day thinking this could be a very good appointment and it has proven to be an excellent appointment. You look at where Arsenal are now to where they were four years ago. You look at the squad that they have now to what they had four years ago. You look at everything that they do and the way they do it now to what they were doing four years ago. It is just worlds apart. He inherited a broken, fractured mess of a club, quite frankly. And now he has a united, impressive, just club that is back to where it should be. And that is competing for the best honours. Is he finished? No. Does he need to go further now? Yes, because Arsenal are at that stage, thanks to the work that's gone on in these four years, they're at that stage now where they can really push on and try and big, win the big, big honours. And that is the big thing to do. And it's the hardest thing to do. You know, everything that has gone on in these last four years is now has been working towards where Arsenal are now. And that is being in a position where they can really try and win the biggest of trophies. And that's the big job now. Can he get them over the line? Can this team get them over the line? We'll wait and see. Fingers crossed they're in a very good position this season. Sitting top of the Premier League right now, through to the Champions League knockout stages as group winners. Now it's a case of seeing if they can stay the pace over the second half of the season and get it done. They were close last year. They didn't make it. Can they go one better this year? Fingers crossed they can. But what a brilliant journey it's been so far under Arteta. And like I said, you can read all about it in my book which the link is down below, talks about the highs, the lows, the big decisions that have had, the you know, the Ozil, Bamiang, all that sort of stuff. Got really good insight from players, from staff who've worked with Mikel Arteta, lots of comments from Arteta himself as well. So please do click on the link below in the description. Get that book ordered if you want it for yourself or you want it for an Arsenal fan that you know who might want it for Christmas present. I'm not just saying so myself, but it is a good Christmas present, I would say so. So yeah, link is below. Um, thank you very much for that. Okay, so more comments and questions from you guys now. Again, there's lots of them about strikers and things like that. It's one from Stunner of a Gunner. It says, Osman isn't like Vlaivich. In my opinion, Vlaivich had an excellent season at Fiorentina in his quality, but it hasn't worked out for him. And we're past that target now. Osman, on the other hand, had Wenger one signing when he was 17 and would take us up another level. Tony offers something different to Nketiah, but I wouldn't want to stop Eddie's development for Ivan. Osman, on the other hand, I think is strangely underrated, probably due to his price tag. I think the top three strikers in the world now are Haaland, Mbappe and Osman in terms of what they offer longevity-wise. And I feel if we could put off the deal, we'd be competing on all fronts for the next four or five seasons. Agree with you, nothing is guaranteed. And he's not Prem proven, but I've watched a lot of Osman and I think he's world-class. So a really glowing assessment there of Osman from Stunner of a Gunner. And um, look, if I wrote my top three striker wish list for Arsenal, Osman would be number one. No doubt about it. I think he'd be number one. I don't. I don't. I look around the world right now at the best number nines where they are and how possible they would be to sign. And Osterman is number one. There's no one else. I, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather have. So I agree. Whether Arsenal can do it, I don't know. It's going to be a hell of a expensive one. There's going to be lots of competition. And I think it's one for the summer. I don't think it's one for January, but I agree. And you've obviously watched him. You know, I've, I've watched bits and pieces of him and I really like what I see. I've not sat there and studied Osterman completely for, you know, through watched him play 90 minutes every week in, week out for Napoli. But what I've seen of him, I think it'd be great. And I think he's absolutely, you know, he's, his dream has always been to play in the Premier League. I think when he does come over here, which is a when, I don't think it's an if, I think it's a when, when he does come to the Premier League, he's going to really want to show that he can do it in this league. And I think he's going to have the hunger and the determination to do that. And whoever gets him, is going to be a very, very lucky club. And I hope that will be Arsenal. But time will tell in that one. 
Uh, here's one from Sleazy Kegs or Keegs says, we must hold on to Tommy this window. I think we will. I can't imagine there's any way that Tommy Asu moves anywhere. Uh, I would like to see a striker right winger come in to offer depth. As that seems to be our greatest issue. Many positives about Arteta, but I feel we need to do more to prevent injuries. Yeah, look, I think everyone says that. I think if you went and spoke to Arsenal, have got a fair few injuries now, but you look at elsewhere, you look at Chelsea, Newcastle, other clubs all across Europe as well. You know, everyone's suffering from a massive injury crisis. So I'm not sure it's just it's down to Arteta with Arsenal. I just think at the moment, the way football is, the demands, the calendar they've had for the last two years with the World Cup and everything like that, there's just injuries everywhere at the moment. And I don't think Arsenal are actually uh, any worse off. In fact, I think they're in a better position than a lot of clubs with the injuries. Um, but I do kind of agree that I think the the one thing that I would love to change or see change, Mikel Arteta, is his ability to rotate a little bit more and to trust players a little bit more. Because you say here, you say like, see another stroke, striker winger come in to offer depth. I do think that Reese Nelson offers a lot of depth. And we see that when he does play the majority of times, he makes an impact, just like we saw at PSV the other day. But I just want to see Arteta trust him a little bit more, give him more minutes, take Saka off more and bring Reese. I know he likes playing Reese on the left, but we saw against PSV when he plays on the right, which is the position he'd grown up playing, he can still offer an awful lot. And I just want to see Mikel start to trust these players a little bit more. And then you can take players off and you can share the minute burden um, on them and not play so many minutes as we see the likes of Saka and Martinelli playing. Uh, here's one from Right AFC. He says, there's no way Party can be allowed to go to AFCON when he's not played for us. If he goes, we need to sell him and replace. Um, to be honest, it's not down to Arsenal. You know, if Party's fit and he gets called up by Ghana, then there's nothing Arsenal can do about it. And we can all sit here and say, oh, it'd be great if he could just turn that down. But this is, you know, it's a player who is very proud to play for his country. AFCON is a huge tournament. And if he gets called up, you know, I just don't see a way that he's not going to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go and play for my country at AFCON. It's just not going to happen. So, and Arsenal don't have any say about it. And so, yeah, I don't think if he goes, then that means, oh, that's it. Arsenal certainly have to sell Thomas Party. I just think it's part of football. And look, I want Thomas Party to get back fit and I want him to play a huge part in the second half of the season because if he's fit and he's playing well, then Arsenal are going to be a much better team and they're going to have a hell of a chance of going on and winning something this season. Hell of a better chance with a fit Thomas Party in and around the squad than if he's not. If he's not. So, look, I don't see Thomas Party. You know, I'm not sure what his long-term future is. I don't know whether it'll be at Arsenal, but for me, that's a decision that needs to be taken in the summer, not in January. I think Arsenal, need to, even if he goes to AFCON, he needs to come back and he needs to play a big part in trying to win this title for Arsenal. And if he can, then Arsenal are going to be in a much better position than if he's uh, if he's not in the team or not in the squad. All right, that's it for me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. As always, like I said, this is I'm going away tomorrow for the sort of Christmas period. I'm not sure how much stuff I'm going to be able to put out during that time. I'm going to try and put some out, but I don't know how much. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be an inside Arsenal extra time. I know yesterday I said there was. But me and James are struggling to sort of find a time today to be able to do it before I go away because uh, our schedules are a bit sort of mixed up today. So I'm not sure if we're going to be able to manage that. So if not, apologies for that. But I will try and put some stuff out during the Christmas period as well. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. But it might not be as regular as it usually is during the next sort of week or so. Till next time, everyone, have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.